This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Hello and welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Taiwan's COVID-19 wave hit a new high on Thursday with 65,446 new cases confirmed. As numbers mount, the government's introduced new rules to keep the medical system from overloading. Starting Thursday, anyone undergoing home isolation, home quarantine or self-health management will be added to the daily tally of new cases if they get a positive rapid test result. But they will need a follow-up with a virtual doctor to get the result confirmed. And with rapid tests hard to come by, Taiwan has started letting people import up to 100 tests for personal use. But those looking to make a profit will be warned, should be warned, anyone caught reselling them could be subject to a fine of around 34,000 US dollars. Former Vice President Sun Jianren will again represent Taiwan at the second annual Global COVID-19 Summit on Thursday. Chen will give a pre-recorded speech at the summit, pledging that Taiwan will donate 1.5 million US dollars for global vaccine coverage. Chen says that Taiwan will also continue to provide medical masks, PCR testing machines and other supplies to countries in need. The summit is co-hosted by the US this year. The focus is on global efforts to end the pandemic and preparing for future variants. The Taiwan model is an example of how a modern democracy can work transparently using technology to fight the pandemic. We will continue to cooperate with our democratic partners to share this experience with the international community. May 12th is International Nurses Day, commemorating, commemorating nurses around the world who have played a critical role on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. With Taiwan fighting its biggest outbreak yet, our reporter Bing Wang spoke to the nurses about how they are coping. Nurses in Taiwan have some of the longest hours and lowest pay. And for the last two years, they've been on the front lines of the COVID pandemic. Wu Mengping has worked in healthcare for the last 30 years. As a chief nurse in one of Taiwan's largest hospitals, Wu said they'd never been so overworked as during the second COVID-19 outbreak in May 2021, when vaccination rates were almost zero and hospitals were full. There are over 300,000 people in Taiwan with nursing licenses, but only half are practicing nurses. Many have left the profession because of the work conditions and long hours. Surveys by the National Nurses Union revealed that nurses can tend up to 20 patients in just one shift, which is double the health department's recommended ratio of 8 to 10 patients to one nurse. With Taiwan now seeing its sharpest rise in COVID cases, there's additional strain on the country's nurses, who also face increasing exposure to the virus. Ji Su-jing, the chair of Taiwan Nurses Union, has been fighting for higher wages and better resources for the country's nurses. Aside from the long hours, many nurses also have to deal with being mistreated by patients. According to the Nurses Union, all these factors contribute to a decline in nurse recruitment. More than just a profession, both Wu and Ji feel that nursing is a vocation, that it takes love and dedication to care for the sick. But they also feel it's only just that nurses too get the benefits and the recognition they deserve. 
Kamashu, Pichizhuang and Bingwang for Taiwan Plus. Police are investigating the death of a rare Formosan black bear in central Taiwan. The bear had been wearing a satellite tracking collar. Signal emitted from the collar was lost last week, prompting a three-day search. The bear's body was found buried in a wooded area on Monday, with the tracking device removed, leading investigators to suspect human involvement. The bear had a history of entering farms and orchards and taking food, and hunters operated in the area its body was found in. The Formosan black bear is an endangered species and protected under Taiwanese law. Conservationists believe only a few hundred may remain, remain in the wild. Police have appealed for anyone with information about the bear's death to come forward. National Security Police in Hong Kong have arrested the trustees of a disbanded charity which supported protesters, including a 90-year-old former Catholic bishop. One of the 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund trustees, scholar Hoi Bo Gyeong, was arrested at Hong Kong airport where he attempted to fly to Europe for a conference. Three others were then rounded up by police on suspicion of colluding with foreign forces. Among those detained are Hong Kong Canadian pop star Denise Ho, barrister and veteran lawmaker Margaret Ong, and 90-year-old Cardinal Zen, the former Catholic head of Hong Kong. All have been released on bail with their passports confiscated. The 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund was named after the date an estimated 2 million Hong Kongers protested the government in 2019. It raised money to cover protesters' legal and medical fees. The fund was forced to disband by National Security Police last year. Here in Taiwan, a locally based Hong Kong civic group has denounced the arrests. Hong Kong Outlanders, which was founded by Hong Kongers in Taiwan, condemned the authoritarian crackdown in the territory. Since the imposition of the national security law in Hong Kong in 2020, there has been an increase in residents emigrating abroad. Almost 13,000 Hong Kongers were granted residency in Taiwan last year. Hong Kong Outlanders and other local civic groups called for more support for people arrested by Hong Kong police, including human rights activists and other protesters. The Czech Republic Senate has voted to back Taiwan's participation in international agencies such as the World Health Organization and Interpol. The vote comes ahead of the World Health Assembly in Geneva later this month. It is the second year in a row that the Czech Senate has called Taiwan's inclusion before the WHO's annual meeting. Taiwan has been sidelined since 2017 due to opposition from China. The motion was led by Senator Pavel Fischer, who leads an international parliamentary group that seeks to change how democratic countries deal with Beijing. He tweeted that China has nothing that can block international cooperation. Leaders from the European Union pledged to take a, quote, more active role in the Indo-Pacific during a Tokyo summit with Japan's Prime Minister. In her speech, the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, cited tensions in the East and South China Sea, as well as the threat posed by North Korea. She also thanked Japan for its support of sanctions against Russia over the war in Ukraine. In a statement following the summit, the two sides further pledged to deepen exchanges on China, especially on the issues of human rights, Hong Kong and Xinjiang. 
Ukraine says its military has pushed back Russian forces in the country's east. Days after counter-offensives in the Donbass region, Ukrainian forces on Wednesday were reportedly just kilometers from the Russian border. Ukraine's deputy defense minister has claimed victory in the first stage of the war. It's 11 weeks since Russia invaded. The UK has agreed mutual security deals with Sweden and Finland. The pacts mean that the UK will come to the aid of the two countries if they are attacked and vice versa. The Prime Minister, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson visited both countries on Wednesday to sign the deals, which come two and a half months after Russia invaded Ukraine. Sweden and Finland are also poised to join the NATO security bloc in the wake of Russia's war in Ukraine. Tributes for Shireen Abu Akhla continue to pour in from around the world. The United Nations is calling for an independent probe into the death of the veteran Al Jazeera journalist. She was killed covering an Israeli raid in the West Bank. Her official funeral will be held today at the Palestinian presidency headquarters. Al Jazeera has called the death of the Palestinian-American reporter blatant murder and says it holds the Israeli government responsible. James Chater reports. Draped in the Palestinian flag, the body of Shireen Abu Akleh is carried through the streets of Ramallah, Palestine. The longtime Al Jazeera journalist killed covering the story she dedicated her life to. 51-year-old Abu Akleh was killed covering an Israeli raid on the city of Jenin in the northern West Bank. Shot in the head, despite wearing a vest identifying her as a journalist. A Palestinian Christian, Abu Akleh was a household name in the Palestinian community, having spent more than two decades covering the Palestinian conflict with Israel. In Jerusalem, where Abu Akleh was born, her death has sparked widespread protest. Palestinian authorities have said the killing is an Israeli assassination and are calling for an international investigation. We don't want to get into the details, but we want international to mean that we reject the claims of Israel that they can do uh, a, a credible investigation. They are the criminals and the criminals cannot investigate themselves. But Israeli's Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said the exact reason for Abu Akleh's death had not yet been determined and alleged that Palestinians may be responsible. The U.S. representative to the U.N. also called for an independent investigation into Abu Akleh's death, who also held American citizenship. Our highest priority is the protection of American citizens and the protection of journalists. It is so important that journalists be allowed uh, to do their jobs without fear. And so our message, again, is let's get to the bottom of this. Let's ensure this never happens again. For those Abu Akleh leaves behind, grief and frustration. And on the beaches of Gaza, a sand sculpture outlining her name. A fleeting memorial, but a testament that the journalist's legacy will not soon be forgotten. Damon Lin and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from around Taiwan and the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.